Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez post-fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fred Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh wait, hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay, I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Shakur Stevenson. This one was pretty easy, boys and girls. Not a lot of drama. Pretty wide decision for Shakur. Basically, this fight was all about the line because had what we had mentioned in the pre-fight podcast was the significant amount of public money that had been bet on Shakur. It took the line from somewhere like minus three to four hundred is where most people saw, and that's where a lot of the action started coming in. And it took it up six, seven, eight. I mean, it was getting ridiculous there at the end because Oscar is a good fighter, but stylistically, this is just a difficult fight for him, and it showed tonight. Um, there's not really a lot to talk about. I mean, Shakur dominated. He did what he wanted to do. He didn't stop him, but he, he did bust him up a little bit. We had talked about that in the pre-fight podcast, that maybe there was a potential for uh, Oscar's eyes to swell up and cut up. That did happen mainly with his right eye, but not significant enough for it to ever be cause for concern that the fight could be stopped. Shakur basically does what he wanted to do in the fight whenever he wanted to do it. I do think he should have had a point taken. Uh, Kenny Bayless dropped the ball big time too many warnings for the stiff arm if you don't know stiff arm is basically where you put your arm out and you don't retract it and he was doing that all night long he wasn't doing it with his rear hand but he was doing it with his lead hand and so every time oscar tried to come forward there was a stiff arm or an actual jab in his face followed by the left hand uh, Kenny Bayless saw it right away and he started warning him, but he never did anything, including in the 11th round. He gave him a quote unquote hard warning, never took a point. It's not like the point would have mattered. It's not like uh, Oscar would have won the fight because of that point or two points or three points or four points. I guess uh, Shakur would have had been DQ'd for it, but it is annoying to watch because it is illegal. And it impedes the forward aggression of Oscar or any fighter for that matter. So Kenny should have uh, foregone those hard warnings and BS. He let far too many fouls go on in that fight in my opinion. Uh, Especially with that lead hand stiff arm and that should have been a point. But I mean Valdez tried. That's pretty much all you could say. He was just outclassed and he even said after the fight like he's just... he's too good of a boxer you know his boxing ability and in the pre-fight podcast we had talked about that Uh, Valdez has struggled with his style in the past even though he got some wins and maybe some disputed victories that he shouldn't have the fact of the matter is this was one of the best guys he had faced in that style and he had struggled against other fighters that that presented a similar style to Shakur in the past and there was just no way I could see it in my mind that he was going to win. If he was going to win, it was going to have to be by knockout. And he tried. 
I mean, there were a couple of times where he landed some nice right hands on Shakur, but, I mean, overall it was pretty much one and done. He did some flurries to the body, but it never felt like Shakur was under some type of pressure that he was uncomfortable with. It never felt like he was, you know, out of out of his ability to control the fight, to speed it up, to slow it down, to spin him, to clinch him, to box him, to brawl with him, to walk him down. I mean, he could pretty much do what he wanted to do at any point in the fight, even when Valdez was trying his best and putting his pressure on, I was never concerned. I could see exactly what was going on. I could see that uh, Shakur was in complete control, that he saw everything that was going on, that he could see and feel the punches coming, and that he was okay. And he was pretty much just picking when he wanted to go to the body and when he wanted to box versus when he wanted to stiff arm him and stand in the middle of the ring and land left-hand shots. So he pretty much dictated from start to finish. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could give Valdez... A couple of rounds is probably being generous. I know there was one round where he landed the most punches ever on Shakur that Shakur's ever ever uh, been taken on in a fight. I think it was like 17. So maybe you give him that round. Maybe you give him another mercy round. Two or three rounds, I guess I won't argue. It seemed a lot more lopsided than that when I was watching it, to be honest with you. like I don't know if you'd go clean sweep, but it was pretty dominant. Uh, I mean, the the public was right on this line from the beginning. It all flowed one way. You didn't have very much money coming in on Oscar. And I think that's because if you had done any preliminary research at all before you bet this fight, you could see that stylistically this was going to be a tremendous task for Oscar to overcome. He certainly didn't do that. If you're talking about where they go from here, uh, Shakur was talking even maybe going up to 35 and fighting a Devin Haney or Cambosis, uh, Lomachenko is up there. But I think he wants to grab the last belt. I think there's one more belt. There's so many damn belts. I think there's one more belt in the division that he was talking about that he wants to grab. But eventually he'll probably move up. He looked a much bigger guy in the ring against Oscar tonight. So I don't think his days at 130 are going to be very long. I think they're numbered. I think he'll be to 135 soon. Um, as far as Oscar goes, he's going to have to go into the gym and really work on this. He talked about going back to Reynoso's gym and working on this, but he's had this problem for a long time where he just sits on the outside too much and he's able to be outboxed and picked apart. And then you get the high cheekbones. He always cuts. He always swells. That's a recipe for disaster. Like... If you want to come forward, then you need to learn how to move forward and not just sit there on the outside. And he's just too patient on the outside. He's just far, far too patient on the outside. It allows for boxers that have boxing ability, counterpunching ability, that have a good jab to basically control the entire round. And so he's struggling, even though he's game, even though he possesses power, even though he likes to go to the body and to the head and push the pace, but he struggles because it's not consistent. He'll do it in spots, and then he immediately goes right back to this patient fighter that sits on the outside with the high guard. Listen, that's all well and good, but then when you get on the inside in those rare opportune times, then you better let your freaking hands go like a wild man. So he's got the problem both ways because he's too patient on the outside, and when he gets on the inside, he will work at times, but it's nothing overwhelming. It's not like a traditional come-forward Mexican fire, fighter that you would think of in, in the style of like the, the legend Julio Cesar Chavez. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit on the outside and move forward, you know, throw some head movement in there and dig to the body, like... I remember in those, his last fight against Conceição, uh, Canelo even told him after the fight, like, you're worrying too much about the head hunting. And I think he does that again. Like, 
And a guy like Shakur is very, very difficult to hit cleanly, especially with more than one shot. You would have thought the entire game plan was head movement, high guard, and just work the entire body the entire night. Listen, if you're going to lose 12 rounds, you're at least going to be hitting the body in the hopes that you can wear Shakur down late and maybe get a stoppage. This should have been the game plan from the start, in my opinion, because Oscar Valdez was never good enough to win a decision, in my opinion, against Shakur Stevenson. The only way he was ever going to win was a knockout. Well, how do you accomplish that? Well, you can wing crazy hooks like he was doing. That didn't work. Or you can put in the time, energy, effort, and use a game plan that says, we know this kid is slick. We know he's a better boxer than me. We know he has better hand speed than me. We know he has better footwork than me. What am I going to do? Well, I'm just going to bite down on my mouthpiece. I'm going to take a lot of shots. He did. I'm going to take a lot of damage. He did. But I'm going to put in the work downstairs and try to slow him down, try to make him more stationary, where then maybe later on, it may be round 9, it may be 10, 11, I can start winging the hooks on top. Maybe I can wear him down enough where eventually the body will open up the head. He didn't do it. Like I said, there's something to a fight IQ as well. It's dominant performance, what we expect. We get the winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.